Welcome to episode, we're going to say episode one of Thinking Too Hard with Robbie the Lifeguard. You're probably, you probably got a lot of questions because this is episode one, technically two, but we're going to call it one. Questions probably like, why are you calling yourself Robbie the Lifeguard? Why is it called Thinking Too Hard? What's this show about? These are all great questions. Um, I have like a natural crackhead sort of energy, and so... For me, uh, I just in my head start going on on these fucking rants and shit like that, and I I'm going to do that now. Um, a big part of it is when I drink coffee, I just I just go off the rails in my head, and so instead of it just being in my head, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this all out loud now, and uh, it'll be gr- it'll be good because it's outside of my head, and that is good. There's literally no way that the inner thoughts coming out as outer thoughts could be bad. Gonna fucking adjust that shit. I've been watching the Dahmer show, Jeffrey Dahmer. And, um, you know, folks, I I like it. Um, I think I'm just like everybody else. I like it. I think I'm also just like everybody else where I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here, people? What is this? What are we doing here? Like, but actually, like, what what are we fucking doing here? Like, why are we why are we still making these serial killer shows and all this? So, Jeffrey Dahmer, right? Everybody already knows who he is. Like, everybody. I mean, have you ever like? Has there? I guess there's a couple things I was surprised about um, that he slept with a mannequin, or I, I don't know. But like, here's the thing. I, I don't like. I don't like that. We are making we're we're basically fetishizing these serial killers. We already got a fucking problem with that. We already got girls mailing their panties to some criminal or whatever. We already I mean it let's just be honest. Okay, here's what's going on. This is really what's going on. The reason why we have a Jeffrey Dahmer show is because it's something that white girls can masturbate to. That's what this is. This is all part of the the white girl masturbation masturbation uh, industrial complex. This is not, other than that, it does not benefit society. There is no benefit to constantly pumping out these serial killer shows and movies and fucking garbage. We are fetishizing them. We're making them into rock stars. We already have a serial killer right now. We have the Stockton serial killer, the fucking duckfoot guy that runs around with like, he has that weird duckfoot walk and he runs around. He probably started in Chicago and now he's in Stockton. Shooting homeless people. Guarantee you, guarantee you, this Stockton serial killer guy has already watched Dahmer probably twice, right? Because he's a fucking serial killer and he loves, I don't know, Googling serial killers. And he probably Googles, you know, I'm going to probably put serial killer in this. And because everybody is so gung-ho about serial killers, this might do a little bit better than it should, right? Because people are People are crazy about this shit, and people eat it up. And I'm eating it up. I'm eating up the Dahmer shit because, like, let's be honest, the show is pretty good. And, yeah, there is a little bit of morbid curiosity, blah, blah, blah. But I I think the serial killer shit is kind of like alcohol, where we come up with weird justifications for it, but deep down we know that this is just garbage. It's not good for us. There is no mystery with these serial killers. People have this idea that, like, oh, it's mysterious what makes them tick. There is no mystery. You are talking about 0.01% times 10 to the negative. Let me redo that. You are talking about 
times 10 to the negative percentile of like the planet. A couple of them are going to be fucking weirdos. There's like, yes, it is. This isn't a mystery. When you have 7 billion people, a couple of them are going to want to fuck a dead corpse. That's not like people like you might be thinking like, oh, is there any way we can fix? No, actually, like that's about as good as we're ever going to get. Yeah. Like if it's 0.01% times 10 to the whatever negative, whatever. Yeah, I think we got to accept like a little bit of marginal error that like, yeah, a couple of them are going to fuck a fuck their mom's head or something, right? Like a couple of them are going to do that. Okay? That's not a mystery. It's just a dud, right? Jeff you know, Dahmer is a is a dud. Uh Ted Bundy is a dud, right? Every now and then you print out a dud. That's what happens. They're not mysterious. And I think that's where the fetish comes from, is this idea that it's like, you know, for women, I don't know what it is. Obviously, nobody does. Women don't know what it is. It's this weird thing where it's like, you know, I guess he's a predator and like women are attracted to predators or whatever. And then there's the other thing of like, you know, maybe self-protection or whatever. But the the thing about the mystery where it's like the, like the innate mystery of a serial killer uh I can put that to rest for you. There is no mystery. They're just duds. That's it. They're just fucking duds. There's nothing special about them. Right? You know, in this in this uh show, they're talking about how like Jeff Dahmer was uh he he had a boner when he would see guts. Okay? That's not a mystery. He's a dud. Right? He was a dud who became an alcoholic. Right. The the truth is, most people here's the, here's the here's a hard pill that people need to to swallow is you you think that you can identify like a serial killer. Right. The FBI says that at any given moment there's probably about fifty serial active serial killers. So fifty out of three hundred fifty million in in the United States. Also, mind you, we don't really hear too much about serial killers in other countries, which I might 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 be worth talking about in just a second. But you think you can identify what? You can identify one of the 50 out of the three, 350 million. Well, guess what? Most people that you think are violent, most people with psychological conditions, kill themselves or cut themselves or do whatever. That's what most people are going to do. Most people that are or have violent tendencies are just going to be turned that inwards. The difference between Jeff and Ted and all these fucking weirdos is that for whatever reason... Their little the, that that fork in the road, that little switch, instead of going into inwards versus outwards, they went outwards. Most people go inwards. Most people, most people think I'm the problem. I the solution is kill myself. It is very rare for somebody to come to the conclusion that, oh, I'm miserable. The solution is to kill other people or to harm other people. Those people are very rare. Right, they're expressed in different ways. They go into gangs, they go into the military, they go into the CIA, they become the president, that kind of thing. But it's very most people, if they have violent tendencies, they're going to turn that inwards. They're not going to turn that outwards. Jeff Dahmer was a dud. He's not anything special. He's just a broken. He has a broken brain. He already was. He probably could have been okay if he didn't turn to alcoholism. If somebody uh, you know, got him help or whatever, if we had better systems in place. Uh, 
And that's really, I think, the only thing to consider is we need better systems in place. But let's also be honest. You're still going to have things slip through. 50 out of 350 million is actually not that bad for considering how fucking ridiculous our our health system here is in America, our mental health system is here. I mean, having 100,000 people die of opioids, which is, again, a more common way of cracking than turning into a serial killer, that th- that is a much bigger problem that we should be making shows about. And I just don't understand this whole notion of like, you know, taking making a show without the victims, families' consent, right? Like, I mean, like, I just think that's so weird that like, you know, in the, in the show, he's kissing uh, a skull, right? Okay, well, what if that was your uncle? People think that like the victims' families are like, you know, just their brother and sister. Well, it could be the extended family, right? It could be the people at his church and these people would all be alive right now, right? Imagine, imagine a guy you knew in college and 30 years later, they're making a show where Jeff Dahmer is kissing his skull. Why are you, why are you bringing this trauma back? What are you accomplishing? I think people have this idea that there is some kind of treasure at the end of this, that if you can figure out how Jeff Dahmer worked, then we can solve it. That The problem is he didn't work. He was a dud, okay? Not like, I just don't fucking get this concept that like everybody starts off like, like that like every, that we can save everyone or whatever. No, he was a fucking dud. And it would have been great if we caught him sooner. The police were obviously incompetent. Go figure. But like every now and then this shit's going to happen. It's it's not that he's mysterious. It's not that he's I feel like I'm just saying the same thing over and over again. And so now there's really no point in me saying this. I was going into this thinking I would be funny. I was thinking that I was going to be like Tim Dillon or whatever and be go on a rant and get funny. But because I do want this to be funny, but I don't know. I guess the point of this is that Jeff Dahmer was a fucking dud, okay? I don't know why people look at a retard and go, like, bummer, you know, I wish we could, you know what I mean? But then, like, the like, there's gazillions of retards of all kinds of different natures. Ones that are born, one that, like, their parents fed them Mountain Dew, one that, like, you know, product of inbreeding. These are all solvable problems, right? These are way more people that are getting printed out as duds and then, but what do we obsess over? What do we make these franchises over is like the 0.01 times 10 to the negative percentile that get printed into duds. Okay. You wouldn't do this if one, if you printed a thousand copies and one print one, like the ink halfway through just didn't print out your stupid book. If one page, you wouldn't like make a Netflix show about the printer you just be like, yeah, that shit happens. And that's what it is. There's nothing special about Jeff Dahmer. He's just a dud. John Wayne Gacy is a dud. The Stockton killer is a dud, right? How fucking crazy would it be if the Stockton serial killer saw this and got super butthurt and was like, I'm going to fucking kill Robbie the lifeguard. Dude, that would be so crazy because then I would get famous for being killed by... Uh, a serial killer and like just calling him out and shit. And 
I mean, I am so desperate to be famous that I think I I would enjoy that. I would actually if 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 like if 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 he like was like, "Hey man, I'm the Stockton serial killer." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm going to be famous." Like that's that Oh man. Is that what maybe this is about Jeff is that people like are like, "Dude, what if I was the guy that had got his head chopped off?" Then I'd be famous. Is that what it is? I don't think. Yeah, I hope not. I hope I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm okay with saying I'm a dud. I probably got printed out as a dud. It's okay, right? If if my if my problem is I'm literally willing to get my head cut off by a serial killer because I'm so desperate for attention. That's an acceptable margin of error. Some people are going to come out that way. Some people are going to come out just so whacked out in the head that they're like, dude, just I don't cut my balls off. I don't care anymore. I just want attention that badly. The goal of this podcast is to be funny for the most part. I think really what I want to do is I want to make a game show. I've just been I've got so much shit going on that I just haven't been able to do this, but I want to make a game show about critical thinking and about how much you do not have that. Kind of, not really, but most people don't have critical thinking. And I want to make like games and I want to host debates and things like that. And I'm just kind of getting the ball rolling. You might've been looking at this and been like, hey, I know Robbie the lifeguard. He's a professional videographer. Why does this look like fucking bullshit? And the answer is, is because... I just got to get the ball rolling. I just got to make this happen. I literally just put up one light and I just put one camera up. I didn't even stand next to the window, which is what I tell people to do all the time. I literally coach people on how to make better YouTube videos and all this shit. And I'm not doing any of that because I just got to get the fucking ball rolling. I haven't eaten lunch. I'm starving, but I'm just so cracked out of my mind on caffeine and Jeffrey Dahmer that... I was just like, I'm going to put a camera up and I'm going to hold this this microphone uh, and put a condom on it and put it right on my face and just start talking. And I don't know, man. I mean, like, uh, maybe maybe people are going to like this. Maybe people like... I I feel like you got to be really narcissistic to think that you can just sit and... Or I'm not sitting. I'm standing and just hold a microphone and just talk into a camera and just think, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you guys, you want more? How about that shit? Fucking dunked on you. How about that? I don't know. Um, but if you like it, let me know. Leave a comment on YouTube. Leave a review on the podcast or whatever. I I think I am going to do like a bunch of rants like this and just rant about Jeff Dahmer and rant about living in Austin. I could do that right now if you want. If you don't want, you can just turn it off and just leave. But basically, uh, one thing that's crazy about living in Austin, you know, I, I lived in Pennsylvania for, I'm 30 years old, and I lived in Pennsylvania for the first 30 years of my life. And so this is now in the, at the end of the 30, so th- like this is six months. Okay, so basically I've been here for six months, and one thing that's very crazy about Austin and I and my experience just not living in Pennsylvania is you get to see corruption in a new way. Austin 
Okay, so the way corruption works, and I didn't know this because it's like a fish in water. The way that corruption works in the north, in the in the old part of the country, is very old school mob style, where money just disappears. And I never really realized that because I was living in the north, and you just don't, you know. But but basically, if you're in the north, if you're from Pennsylvania or if you're from whatever. You could probably attest to this, where it's like some construction project takes 20 years when they said five. Why? I mean, you might think that's part of the course America, and it is, but then you like you look into it, you read about it, and it's just like, oh, they need more money. They need more money. They need more money. They need more money. It's because money's disappearing. It's because the governor gave the contract to their nephew, to their uh, gay lover, whatever it is, right? They like They gave it to a dog. It doesn't matter. They put it like you you know what's happening is the money just disappears. That's old school. And so what you get in the north is you get this very diverse kind of corruption. Where because money's just sort of randomly disappearing. Philadelphia lost $33 billion. Disappeared. Gone. This is before COVID. $33 billion just completely disappeared. Okay. That's old school corruption. That's old school mobster style, which is like, yeah, we don't know. Like, sorry. Sure would be great if we could get more money. Like, we would finish. Like, that's kind of what I imagine is happening. It's like, yeah, we could probably get this finished, but we're going to need more money, right? Like, it's just random things happening. Like, yeah, sorry, uh, my cousin broke his leg, and he was the only guy that had the keys to the... I don't fucking... But you get the point, is that money disappears. And here in the South, or in the new newer part of the country, you can very clearly see this is a different kind of corruption. This is corporate corruption. This town got bent over by like three, maybe four industries. The biggest and most obvious ones is the the one that you're probably thinking of immediately. The oil car industrial complex. Let's just call it the auto industrial complex. Or the gas. I don't care. This in Austin... Here, they have this uh, highway called I-35. It's not as bad as the ones in L.A., but it's pretty famous for being how fucking bad it is. It's probably like, it's not as bad as Atlanta. It's not as bad as L.A. or whatever, but it's pretty fucking bad. It's a six-lane highway, and you can very clearly see this is an industrial, I mean, this is a this is an infrastructure hellscape. Austin is, is, a, is a, a classic example of how to not do infrastructure. They fucked this up in so many goddamn ways. I don't know if I really want to get into it, but you can tell that the locals don't fully get it because, you know, just like me, it's fish and water. They don't get it. Pennsylvania, our infrastructure problems are the money disappears. The road, the bridges should be fixed. The roads should be fixed. Then they go to do construction and magically it never gets done because the money is just disappearing every fucking day. Here, they do the construction. They do make it happen. But then the design of it is stupid. And the reason why the design is stupid is because it's very clearly designed to be anti-pedestrian, anti-anything other than cars. The highway I-35 that is like a nightmare is six lanes. Y'all probably already know what's wrong with that, okay? They now have passed a bill. They're going to stretch this six lane. They're going to do this $85 billion contract. They're going to stretch this six lane into 12 lanes. It's going to be the widest highway in the country, I believe, or the second or the third or whatever. This isn't a dick measuring contest. It sucks. Okay. It's a, it's a terrible, terrible plan. It's not what anybody wants. It's $85 billion. Think about what you could do with buses and trains. Think about what you could do with that money. And these fucking idiots are going to spend $85 billion just 
making that highway even girthier. It's a highway is like dick game where it's like if it's more about how you use it, right? You can make it girthier. You can make it bigger. You can make it longer. But if you don't use it correctly, it's just going to be a pain in the ass. Okay? They, everything here is a highway. Everything here is a strode. Have you ever heard of a strode? A strode is like five lanes. It's like, you know, when they have that middle, um, that middle turning thing where it's like you have to get the median thing, okay? And so then pedestrians can't cross. So like they've got this big place here south of Mar, and it's like a nice uh, Congress. These are like very big pedestrian locations that are in- dramatically inhibited their businesses are inhibited because people, there's no parking, there's no public transit, and people can't walk from business to business. They are basically shooting them, they're cutting themselves off at the ankles because they, at every opportunity, shut down pedestrian traffic other than downtown. And we're like in the, in the, in the Dirty Six where there's piss and heroin everywhere or fentanyl. And... Then the next big thing, so that's basically the the auto and gas industry. The next th- big thing that bent this town over is the commercial real estate, or not commercial real estate, I should say apartment real estate. I have never seen more abandoned commercial real estate in my entire fucking life. The, the, there must be, everybody in this town tells me that it's a, a bureaucratic nightmare to build anything here. And I believe that because there's so much valuable property that is just completely abandoned, covering in graffiti. We're talking primo, primo, Las Vegas Strip real estate covered in graffiti, because I guess it's just too much of a bureaucratic nightmare to build anything here. These are all, these could all be businesses. These could all be filled with jobs. This could all be making this place more economically strong, and yet there's nothing happening there. But what they do have tons of is apartment buildings, specifically gated communities. Gated communities are fucking stupid. Gated communities have absolutely ravaged this town, Austin. Because it is a logistical nightmare to do anything. And you already, intuitively, if you think about it for a second, you might think like, there's, it's kind of like when you're sold on one thing and then you just you completely realize like, oh my God, there's all these other unintended consequences that were very obvious that I just didn't think of. You, the gated community, you think security. I'm going to tell you right now, unless there is a security guard there, and even still, you do not get any more security by having a... a I live in a gated community now, and all I get is a pain in the ass. There is absolutely no security whatsoever because they can sit, and this this is good news for this doctor killer if he wants to come out and kill me. You can just sit at the gate and wait for somebody that lives here to come sit out in front and then come, and the door opens. I mean, I do this all the time. Someone will just sit there waiting for the door to open, and I'm like, I'm not going to interrogate the guy. I'm not going to be like, are you the Stockton serial killer here in Austin to kill me? Like, I'm, I don't even know how that conversation, how do you have that conversation? And I open the gate and then they just walk in behind me or drive in behind me. Because what else is going to happen if there's not a, a security guard here? That could be a pizza delivery guy, and it probably is. So it's a logistical nightmare for Uber drivers, for pizza delivery, for uh, 
Amazon. It's just a, a logistical nightmare, and it gives you absolutely no security benefit. But that's not why it fucks the town up. The reason why it fucks the town up is because in a normal town, you can pass through apartment complexes. You can have some type of organized uh, system. But here, you are orbiting planets. No pedestrian can walk through. No cyclist can cycle through. No car can pass through an apartment complex. You have to go all the way around this fucking shit brick house that adds nothing to anybody. So not only do you not get any benefit from security or anything like that, you are losing any opportunity to add logistical logistics, which is my favorite kind of logistics. You have no opportunity to add logistical logistics because I can't just grab my bike and just go to the sidewalk. No, I got to go to the gate. My friends can't just come in, right? And then if any pedestrian wants to pass through to get to a business, they can't put a coffee shop on the corner here. They can't do it. And so here's what they've done. These people are so fucking nuts in this town. There is a place called Congress Avenue, South Congress, the most southern part of South Congress. They completely fucked up. I don't think people realize this yet, but when I drove through this like the other day, I was like, oh my God, these people fucked this up. They're about to, in like a year or two, I think the town's going to realize like, oh, this is not a good deal. Because what they did was they took the, what is like the Las Vegas strip of this town, what is probably the nicest part of this town. And at the end of it, they turned it all into gated communities, which means no small businesses, no coffee shops, no place to play chess, no place to meet people. It means that if you live on this fancy road, if you want anything, you got to get in your car and get out of the gay community, drive somewhere, drive down the street, drive down to the ni- to, to the nice part of town that you're already in. You got to drive down there, pick up your bullshit, and then drive back. You can't do any. You can't walk anywhere. You can't do anything. Okay. And. The last one apparently is tech. I don't fully understand that one, but a lot of people have told me that, that tech has totally bent this town over, which makes sense. But this is what I mean when I say old school corruption, I actually think I like more. I think I like the mobster style because it kind of felt like yeah, everything was bureaucratic and whatever, but it was more diverse. It was a more diverse way of being corrupt. Random things going wrong, I think, is a better way than just having a, a town completely bent over by a very specific group of corruption with the goal of just dominating. It is not good. I mean, it blows my mind that Americans can understand that you need to have a diverse portfolio for your finance, but you don't. somehow they don't understand that you need a, a, a diverse portfolio for your infrastructure, for your uh, uh, resources, for your, for your uh, energy resources. Why do Americans not understand that it is does not make sense to put all your money in just oil? Just like it's not makes sense to put all your money in Enron or Deutsche Bank right now or Bitcoin. You get this. You I hope to God you fucking get that. If you don't, you're probably more miserable than me. You probably have more of a reason to be an alcoholic than Jeffrey Dahmer. All of these things, stocks, Bitcoin, fuck you. Stocks are an abstract representation of resources. But then magically, when we get to the real resource, oil and, and gas, Americans don't understand. No, it doesn't make sense. to. Do, no, you have to diversify. 
Russia has proven this. With OPEC is continually proving this. It is getting drilled up our asses that you need to diversify your energy resource for, for strategy, for life, for contingency. You need to have a diverse portfolio. You need to have a diverse portfolio for infrastructure. People have this idea that if you just get trains, it'll fix everything. If you just get buses, it'll fix everything. No, what you need is options. Okay, in Medellin in Colombia, they built escalators, public gigantic escalators that went up and down the mountain. That sounds crazy, but it worked. It it made a huge impact on their town. That instead of buses, they made escalators. Which is more American. I can't believe that we didn't think of that because that's the most American shit you've ever heard. A fucking escalator? I mean, like, literally, that that is so weird that they took our idea. Is there anything more American than just like, how can we get people to not even have to walk, climb stairs? How do we get these pre-diabetic fucks to just stay a little bit longer because, you know what I mean? Like, basically, they invented the escalator because they saw all of these diabetics on the bottom floor look up and go, I would like to get a pair of triple X sweatpants from American Eagle or JCPenney. But then they looked at the stairs and were like, nah, I can't. I'm not doing that. I'm going to call it a quits. And then they just turned around and walked away. People saw that and were like, if only there was a way to get the stairs to just do the staring for them. How do we get the stairs to just stare themselves up so that the people don't have to do the stairs? It, the stairs do themselves. And then they made that. Right? And yet, somehow, another country looked at that and was like, we could do the stairs for the whole city. We could make these stairs go up the favelas and all this shit and just stare the shit out of this whole fucking place and let's see what happens. And it, and it works, right? They took our idea. I mean, you would think here in America we would have those airport uh, things where it's like, you know, people had the same concept. How do we get the the, the floor to do the, the walking? The floor to do the flooring for people. We got all these people that are need electric scooters to go grocery shopping or to get in line at Disney World. How do we get these people to just fucking move, right? You can kind of see the logic where it's like you're looking at somebody in an airport. Some engineer sees this 600-pound person just walk and walk. And go, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I can't go one inch and then some engineer saw that and was like, what if the floor did the walking for them? And then they did that. You would think here in America we would have that. You would think here in, in New York, in, in Austin. I mean, cities aren't known for being all that fat. So maybe like San Antonio, that's like the fattest place in the world, right? You would think that when they built the river walk in San Antonio that it would be like a giant conveyor belt. And all of these people would get on kind of like factory farming pigs or whatever. And they just get on and then they just kind of, they don't even walk. It just sort of takes them to the next thing. And then they get a bumper sticker that says, I survived the Riverwalk or whatever. Or uh, then they go to the next one and they get a, a, a pre-mixed margarita in like a giant plastic thing that they don't even have to move. It's got a straw that reaches from, from their hand all the way up so they don't even have to pick, the, pick it up, 
right? These are all things that they actually do sell on the Riverwalk. I'm not making this shit up, okay? And then ultimately, it takes them straight to the Hard Rock Cafe because they have to get a t-shirt at every Hard Rock Cafe in every town because they don't actually know what is good. They don't know what's a good thing. So they just go from town to town and they get the Hard Rock Cafe Orlando and then they get the Hard Rock Cafe Las Vegas and they order the blue cheese hamburger. And they, they think they can tell the difference between the flavors of the blue cheese hamburger in Orlando and the one in Nantucket. But there isn't. It's all frozen and being sent from the same farm in China or whatever. But they think they can because that's the most, that's how their taste buds are, are honed. They don't taste like Italian wines or anything. They don't have a dynamic range of taste. They, if you only just eat like hamburgers and Diet Coke or, what am I saying, Diet Coke? What am I, am I a fucking idiot? No, they're drinking Coke. And so instead of tasting like the wide gambit of things out there that you can taste, they just hone it in on like the nuances of the different, you know, how much did they thaw out the blue cheese hamburger at this Hard Rock Cafe versus the other Hard Rock Cafe. You would think here in America, we would do that. We would have a conveyor belt system for everything, for Walmarts, for Mount Rushmore, um, everything, but we don't. Instead, what do we get? We get bent over by the auto industry. Which is a lot more work if you think about it, because you got to drive somewhere and then you got to get out of the car and then you got to walk through the gigantic parking lot and then you got to get back on the electric scooter and then you got to go get to go to the to the whole milk section and get 14 gallons and you got to put it on the scooter and you got to drive all the way back and got to get it in your phone. Dude, one thing that's crazy about grocery shopping that people don't ever realize is it's basically a series of like loading and unloading. You just load and unload. They bring the groceries to the grocery store. They unload the truck. They load it in the groceries. And then you show up. They don't load it for you. You show up and you unload the groceries and you load them into your cart. And then you get to your car. No, 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 no. Ah. <laughs> what, am I, what am I talking about? You don't go to your car. You go to the register and you unload your groceries and you load it onto the, to the counter. And the teenager scans most of it, probably misses one thing. It's almost always what happens to me. They then unload off their register, load it back into your cart, into the grocery bags. No, they unload it into the grocery bags. And they then take the grocery bags and they unload it into your cart. And you then take the cart and you go to your car. And you unload it from your cart and you unload it into your car. And you go to your car and you unload it out of your car and you load it into your refrigerator. And then maybe you eat it. I don't know. I eat like, I'm one of those piece of shits that does grocery shopping. And then like, because it's not all cooked, I then immediately go and buy food. I got to stop doing that. I really got to stop doing that. I really, so really, 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 really got to stop doing that. This is episode one of Thinking Too Hard with Robbie the Lifeguard. Let me know if I should keep doing this. I'm probably going to keep doing this anyway. I don't feel any better. I do not feel better for doing this. I feel like I just did this and just added more to my plate for no reason. I didn't, nobody benefited from this, but I'm going to keep doing this. Okay. See you next time.